Materia Media presents Adeline's Apothecary, Tales from the Ridge, Chapter 13, Copper Man. He put his plate down, kitchen sink, come over, took his last sip of coffee, took up his key, wallet, walked out the door. Didn't say a word, not one word. I sat there watching him go, my voice caught in my throat. If I could just say something, anything, make him stop, to change things for one moment. But then, truck door slam, engine start, and he was gone, gone again. I don't know if he's still upset about Booger coming by or what. It's like he just don't trust what happened on that day. But it's starting to seem like that sickness really changed Frank in more way than one. But good thing was it was Friday, and Friday was mine and Lucy's new favorite day. Me and Lucy start up a little homeschool after her incident on the computer and hear how it go. Monday was sewing day, Tuesday was fortune day, Wednesday was garden day, Thursday was baking day, and Friday was basket day, that our favorite day. So it was Friday and we made up a basket for Miss Rectorman. She got the crony from her son, worked out the plant, and then Cindy live in town. She got five children, they all sick, and Cindy pregnant. Then there was Ethel. I was checking in on Ethel, too, and no, she was not dying. She come out the porch and talked to me, and yes, her son is out his mind with paranoia. But she did get some terrible spring algae, and her rheumatoid was bothering her something real. So we made them all up a big soup. Lucy gathered up a bunch of eggs and fresh milk from the sheepies, and I made up several bottles of what medicine I had and what I could spare. We made up the baskets. Lucy made a cart, a little gift of nature for each child, picked a few flowers, and then we head out. Rolling through that beautiful countryside, perfect blue sky spring day, that multiflora rose just leaving us, red clover and even a bit of honeysuckle coming on. But what a darkness underneath it all. Got to town and streets was empty. Folk fine is staying in. Well, we sighed since we was already in town. We need a little pick-me-up, a little treat. So we head over at the Jolly Cone. And this day, I sighed, I'm gonna get a chalky, just plain chalky. I always get a twisty, but this day, I'm gonna get a chalky. So Lucy sighed, she want a nilla, just a plain nilla. So we get our cones and head on, dive right into them. Both of us just go silent, eating on those cones. It's serious business. Well, there we is, driving back through town, past the Baptist church, when Lucy say, she say, Mama, I don't like mine. And I says, Oh, mine delicious. And what a fool thing to say. Cause course it a, I want yours. I want chalky, Mama. And really, I don't want to give up my, you know, pregnant lady, you get a fix on your chalky, 
you need it. It, it kind of hard to explain, you know, but Lucy start going on and on. The child need a real meal, not an ice cream, and this my fault, really. So we stopped the stop sign Orchard Street, and I says, okay, you want a lick of mine? So we switch cones, and then we driving down Orchard Street, and Lucy say, look, Mama, there Papa Truck, there Papa Truck. And you know Frank Truck look like many a folk truck, so I don't even think about looking. But then last moment, I glance back and just glance in. Yes, I think that is Frank Truck. It it got a red line down the center of the side and little ding maybe on the back. I don't know, not sure I saw it, but then I think maybe I see Frank up the house and that crystal house there. That that crystal house. All my inside constrict everything tighten in this moment. Is that Frank up in the window? I can't tell. A car coming behind me, so I gotta speed up. So I head on, my mind racing 300 mile a minute. I don't know what to do. Do I go back or? And Lucy's saying, she's saying, why Papa there? Why Papa there, Mama? Why Papa there? The child will ask the question five million times if you don't answer. But why is Papa there? Well, we head on out on H. I don't go back. I just, my mind, my body go numb. And I'm trying to make a reason for why Frank would ever need a stop at Crystal House. And Lucy says, she say, I want to hear that song, Mama. I want to hear that song. And she won't rest till I played that song. So I turn up Dolly for Lucy, and she back there just eating up my cone and a singing along at the top of her lung. He's alive! He's alive! Oh, she got that Easter spirit, but I can't really hear the word to the song. I'm just frozen driving down the road. That when I hear the siren off in the distance, I hear a siren, and it's just the perfect sound for what's going on in my mind, the sound of that siren. Emergency. Lawman cometh. So I look the rearview mirror like you does, and there he be, speeding long. Policeman got his siren on, and they got these new car in town. Look like a race car driver more than a policeman, and sure as a world if he don't come up on oh, man. I'm so confused, you know, like, what you doing? Why are you getting so close to me, getting so close? And yes, indeed. He won't pull me over. So I pulls over and I'm waiting there looking in my side mirror, looking in my rear view. I'm wondering, is it Fred or is it Chad or no, it's some new fella. Some new fella come up and look like he just come out of cartoon or something. You know, he got one of them real strong faces and he a very big guy. His muscle kind of busting out his uniform. It like, you might just get yourself a bigger shirt there, fella, you know. Anyway, this going on and he coming up and he got his mask on. So I'm running around nervous trying to find my mask and he's standing there and I'm saying, hold on, uh hold on I gotta get my mask and he looking at me and finally I get my mask on roll my windy down halfway and he say you gotta roll it down all the way ma'am and I says well that as far as it goes sir and he say you know I pulled you over and I says well no sir I don't know stop sign you rolled through the stop sign 
Oh, well, as I recall, I stopped, and then I might have rolled, but no, sir, I don't remember rolling through no stop sign. I always stop at stop signs. That That's something I take some pride in, my driving. And then Lucy say, My mama the best driver. She much better driver than my papa. He drive without his hand on the wheel, and he goes so fast. And I says, Okay, Lucy, thank you. And then Copperman, he kind of looking at me. He looking at me, you know, I got that ice cream cone in my hand, it melting down my hand. And then he start looking around the truck. Truck is such a mess. I got all kind of thing up the dashboard, dry and muggy wart and dandy and last year lemmy balm and empty jar all over the floor, half filled liquor bottle. I've been out foraging and making tincture in the field, you know. I got all kind of thing. And Copperman look around, he say, You mind stepping out here? And I says, Oh, well, We's just trying to get home here. Supposed to meet my husband, you know. We supposed to be home by now, and 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 I just start babbling, making up stuff. I don't know exactly what to say, and, and I'm getting nervous. Break out in the high, look down at it on my chest. I'm getting all red, and my cheeky all red. And he say, "Yeah, I need you to step out here, ma'am." And he look back at Lucy, and he say, "How you doing in there, darling?" And she say, "I got a tizzlewiz at Jolly Cone." I see that. Well, you keep eating your ice cream cone. I'm going to talk your mama mid out here, okay? And I don't like how he talking to Lucy. It not what he say, it how he saying it. So I says, well, we really does got to get home here. And I'm feeling around with my right hand, trying to find that little phone Frank got me. I want to call Frankie. I want Frankie on the phone right now. I want Frankie to be here, actually. But then I remember Frank at Crystal House. Frank at Crystal House. Frank at Crystal. So, uh, Copper Man, he say, What you doing there, ma'am? I need you to step out the truck, okay? What you trying to find there? And I says, well, I'm trying to find my phone. My husband, he's specking us home, and he, if we late, he worry. And so I'm trying to find my phone, and let's get out the truck here, ma'am, okay? I can't tell what you're doing there. Well, I just, I'm not sure that necessary, I says. And you know how them police, man, they sometimes carry on, huh? And this, and he scared me. And I says, I'm not actually feeling so good here, sir. You know, I, I'm pretty pregnant. And he kind of squint down at me, and he say, let's just get out here and let me check you out real quick. Well, I ain't letting this man check me out real quick. So I sitting there and so many things running through my head. Flashing the last time I went in the jail, they took me in. Yeah, we had a little misunderstanding and they left me up at that jail cell for two days. I tell you what, they don't feed you right in that place. No way is they gonna know how to take care of a pregnant lady. What if I had my baby up that jail? All this running through my head at the same time. So I just look at him one quick moment, glance at his hands and his face, and then I just hit it. Booyah, I floored up H. And I don't take the road home, I head on to Golden Belt, high tailing it. And Lucy yelling in the back, she say, you miss our turn, you miss our turn. And I says, oh, we taking a shortcut. And she said, what that policeman want? What he want, mama? Why didn't he give me a sticker? 
And I says, well, I don't know. So we hightail it down Golden Belt, and I don't see Copper Man, so many curves and stuff. I don't know if we lost him or not, but I don't want to take a chance. What I do is, first chance I get, I pull off, and we pull up to Jonesy's, straight up to Jonesy's. I go right up, park behind the trailer, hide up in there. And, of course, I ain't seen Jonesy in many a month. Now, actually, it could be a year. And these days, you know, I'm a busy woman. I'm a mother and all. So we pull in Jonesy's, and he out his patio, sitting there in his undies, smoking a cigarette or who know what. And so I kind of wave over, and he a little paranoid, Jonesy is. So I don't actually get out, because he may not even remember my truck. Old Jonesy kind of forget thing. I wave and then roll the window down much as I could, and I says, Hello, Jonesy, and he stand, disappeared back in his house, back the trailer. And that worried me a little bit, because who know what he going to do? You never know these days. So I don't know what to do sitting there. Side, it may be best just head on. I'm thinking maybe I'll cut through Bakeman's. I always wanted to try that, cut through Bakeman's fields. Maybe this my chance. So we drive back around the trailer, getting ready to head down the drive, when Lucy start giggling. And she say, Mama, look. Mama, it a hot dog. Mama, it a hot dog. And I think the child done lost her little mind. But then I look over Eastfield front of Jonesy Yard, and my goodness, if there ain't a hot dog running across the yard, Jonesy done turned into a hot dog. Uh, well, I keep driving toward the road, totally exposed. If that copper man come by, we totally exposed. But I take one look back, there that hot dog go, and Lucy start waving, but that hot dog don't wave back, just disappear behind the trailer. Well, we head back west, and I decide not to cut through Bakemans. They'd probably turn me in they's own cells. We take a bunch of back roadies, though, throw that old copper man off, and finally, finally, we reach our drive. It's such a relief to be under the cover of them great trees, old mama pines and oak. I can't tell you how good it is to be home. But there are frightful sound in the air, sound a chainsaw. We get the house and there Frank truck, and Lucy's so excited. Papa home, Papa home, she say. And we can ear his chainsaw so loud up the air, that loud old chainsaw. Frank going to town on something, such a terrible sound on the nerves. Lucy jump out the truck, run over, get Frank tension. She do a little dance. He take his ear cover off and scoop her up. And then he look over at me. But I such a trembling mess, I can't look back. I just head in the house. Well, I go in, lie down the couch. So weak, I can't process a thing. And there the screen door slam. Then Frank's above me, standing there, looking down. Lucy say something about a policeman and a hot dog and all kind of crazy stuff, he say. What going on? And I can't look at him. I can't hardly look at his face. I got the worst images running through my mind. I get up silent, walk in the kitchen, open the fridge. And there I see, in there, more food than I seen in weeks. And there at the table, there a bag of fresh peach. We ain't had fresh fruit since last season. Where'd you get this, I says. I went to the store up the city, he say. And I'm so happy to see some real food that I forget about everything for about 12 seconds. 
I sit at the table, take up a peach, feeling so nauseous now. It been so long since I ate, but I can eat a peach. Fresh peach, I don't care where it come from, what they spray on it. And Frank stand at the counter, drinking down a jar of water, ought from his work. And burn, just burning my eyes to look at him, he looks so good. What happened, he say, not quite believing what Lucy had to say. But then I shake my head, still unable to make work come out. And some tears are gathering up in my chest, images of Frank and Crystal running through my mind. Well, that moment door slam and Lucy come running in and she say, Mr. Policeman here, Mr. Policeman, can I ask him for a sticker? And Frank say, yes, darling, you go ask him for a sticker. And then he look at me and he say, you gotta tell me what happened. I drove off, I says, and he paused a minute, taking it in. He poked you over and you drove off? Yes, I says. And there come the knock at the door. So Frank, he come over, kneeled down in front of me, looked me in the eye, and he say, I want you to go up the ridge, grab your twenty-two, your emergency bag, get up the ridge. Well, what I need my gun for, I says. Just grab it, baby. So I didn't think much about what he say. I just did it. Frank good that way in an emergency. Usually can count on Frank to do the right thing. He think well under pressure like that. Must have been his military training, I guess. So I grabbed up my emergency bag, bag we keep on hand just in case we gotta hightail it. Never actually had to do this before, but I grabbed it up, threw in some of them peaches, can of sardine, and then I head out, out the ridge. I run down through the unfurling ferns, my heart racing so fast. Can't figure out how to cross the creek, so I just run straight through, straight through that cold water, completely soaking my boots, bottom of my dress. How many times we practice this? And here I is, moment of emergency, and I just wade straight through that cold water. Well, I head up first ridge and don't take the path, go straight up through Piney Ridge, through the trees like we practice. Then I sighed, I just gotta rest one moment. I'm starting to get a pain in my belly and feel a bit faint, so I head east, thinking and I'll stop at the biggest mama pine and hide back there a minute. It gonna be a while before I make it to our cave. Well, there I make it, that mama pine, and just sitting at her base, bring me a piece. I take up my water, have a long sip. That when I hear Frank whistle, he do his whistle, my whistle he do for me. And I'm so relieved to hear Frank. Frank, I yell out loud as I can, and Frank start yelling my name. But then I hear Lucy and she a crying. And then I hear that copper man. I hear that copper man voice. He say something too. And I get scared, real scared. Like when I was a child, had a nightmare in the night and just couldn't call for nobody. I sit there heart beating up my ear when BAM! I feel one of them contraction come on just like that. They give you no warning it upon me. And I make a noise, Frank hear me. Baby, he say. And there through the tree I see him. I see him all coming. And there copper man right side him. Dear Jesus. Frank, I says. 
Baby, Frank say, and he walking real slow, cautious, got his hand out, and he say to Copper Man, she okay, she okay, all right, she just pregnant, okay? And Frank make it to my side, give me a kiss on the head. Lucy be there right side him, she come over, sit down, put her head on my shoulder, looking scared, real scared. And Copper Man checking me out, staring me down real hard. This Dave, baby, old friend from training, trained out living work together. He just moved down, be with his mom, Frank say. And I look up at Frank and I says, contraction coming. And Frank look at me, figure and I putting on. Oh, that why you come up here. Yeah, well, we was wondering that why I brought Dave over here. He want to talk to you about what happened back there. I told him there's a good reason all that. And, and Frank start talking real loud, you know, using his fakey voice. Oh, I hate that fakey voice. But he got it on full force now. And Officer Dave, he knelt down in front of me. And then another contraction come on and I winced. Here it come, I says. And Lucy started crying up. Mama, what wrong, Mama, what wrong? Oh, it's okay, darling, I says. It the baby, baby coming, it fine. And Frank, look at me, can't tell if I'm putting on or not, but he go right along with it. Well, we need to get you back to the house, darling, he say. The baby's coming now, ma'am? Officer Dave asked, looking a bit suspicious. Yes, sir, I says. I'm quite sorry about all that. I just, I had to go. Well, let's get you the hospital, he say. Oh, no, sir, I says. And Frank explained, we having the baby at home. So they all get real excited in their own way. And I says, uh, I just need a minute here. And actually, I really do not want to have that baby there with that copper man, as good a friend as he may or may not be to Frank. So I try to get myself calmed down, and I says, I just need to be alone just one minute. And Frank say, I'm not leaving you, baby. And I look over at Lucy, and I, I ask her to come over, and I says, Lucy, you do me a little favor here? And she nod. I need you to go talk to Mother Wart Fairies, okay? I need you to bring me some of their medicine. She nod again. Okay, Mama, she say. And she take off stomping through the tree. She know exactly where to go. And Officer Dave, Officer Dave, he follow right behind. So I try, I'm trying to get them contraction to stop. And Frank Whisper say, this real, baby? And I nod, this real. He say a few things I won't repeat, and then he say, Can you stop them? I don't know. I'm trying. So he sit behind me, tell me to rest, rest up against him. And, oh, I just cannot take it. I can smell him sitting there, feel him, my Frank. What he done? What he done? Them tears rise up, and I, I try to stand. I can't do this, I says. What? Course you can. No, I can't. And then another one of them contraction come. It just come of its own will. I got no power over them. I got no power. I close my eyes down, seeing those images again, running through my mind. I look up. I sent you, I says. I sent you in town. And he looking at me, trying to understand. At Crystal's, 
that says Crystal. Oh, yeah, Frank say, looking real guilty. So guilty. And then he just goes silent. I put my head down. Just cannot take this. Another contraction come, and this time I fight it. I fight it, but you can't fight it, Adeline. You, I scream out in pain, looking at him. It must have been a look of death. He lost all his color, just a ghost of itself. Well, what's going on, I says, finally, and he looked down. Finally say, I ain't been feeling too good. What you mean, I says. I mean, this thing, that virus, it, I don't know, it messed me up. And I keep looking at him, wondering what this got to do with Crystal. I ain't been able to sleep at night, been getting crazy anxiety middle of the night, think I'm dying. It like nothing I ever felt before. So, and another traction come. Frank, he tried to hold me steady, but I push him away and take hold of that great mama pine. So what, I says. So I got some stuff from Crystal. Got what stuff from Crystal, I says. You know. And then I realize he over at Crystal's getting doobie. Crystal grow doobie down her basement. It helped with the anxiety. Only thing been helping. Only way I can sleep. Calm my heart down, Frank say. Well, why didn't you tell me? I got medicine for all that. He shake his head. I didn't want to worry you. The baby coming and all. And I told you I wouldn't use that stuff no more. I take this in, thinking it over, but still something feel off. But this morning you left and you didn't even say goodbye. Not one word did you say. He shake his head. I'm not myself right now. I just, something not right, he say. And you keep coming on late, so late and not calling. Again, he shake his head. I get so tired out working and driving around. Sometime I pull over way home and rest. I, I know I should have called. You pull over because you feeling bad? This thing not good, Adeline. It really got me. I can't tell you how tired I get. It like nothing I ever felt before, he say. I sit there taking this in. I can hear Lucy down at the creek. She's showing her new friend a thing or two about skipping rocks and fairy houses, that for sure. I was going to show you tomorrow, Frank say. Show me what? What I've been working on. And he smile. I see a little sparkle in there. I look at him. There he is, Frank, in the flesh. Feel like it been so long since I seen them. So, you and Crystal, I says. No, no, baby, course not. Are you sure? Baby, are you crazy? He take my face in his hands. You are my wife. I am your husband forever. Ninety-nine-year-old, it gonna be me and you on that front porch, our rocking chairs. And then he kissed me long and hard. My whole body relaxed. We look at each other one long moment, and there Lucy come up the ridge with that motherwort in her hand, and Frank lean into me. Is this baby coming? He say. I sure hope not, I says.
For this chapter's herbal recipe featuring motherwort, please visit adelinesapothecary.com. This podcast is mixed by Scott Hirsch and music composed by Daniel Wright at Echo Magic Sound. Produced by Matthew Burr, illustrations are by Michelle Enamark, and I'm Holden Abigail Osborne, writer and narrator.